Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I am your host, Hanan Elbasha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough, I am worthy, I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to our unchartered discussion on Empowered to Grow. This is your host, Hanan Al-Basha, and I have the, the beautiful lady of empowering education, Rachel Giyushi, my friend. And um, we, we were talking like kind of in the break about the, the evolution of education, but more of the, even the, the schooling system. And the, the more we're finding the integration of asking the home and asking the parents to be involved in the child's education and this kind of rising relationship-wise of let's work together towards the benefit of the child, which is amazing in one sense because you are more involved in your child's life and you're more involved in what, you know, how his behavior, his education, his involvement in school. But on the other hand, it is also causing extra stress on the parents, especially now with what's happening and with, you know, the transition into suddenly I'm expected to sit with my son and make him make sure that he's he's on on track in the school um, things. So where do you see that? How beneficial are you seeing this in terms of your your own ground, your own site and you're seeing the the actual benefits or drawbacks of this rising or evolving relationship? All right. Um, when we're talking about education in general evolving, uh, everything has. And with the increase in technology, yes, it is very true. Students need to be uh, technology enablers. They need yes. to know how to utilize technology. They need to be able to stay on top of things. And yes. they need to learn how to learn. And that's basically the most important thing. When we talk about the school-parent relationship yeah. with a child in the middle, it's very important that, you know, you don't pull the child one way more than yeah. the other because at the end, it's, so he is one child. Yeah. He has needs. School only sees him as a student and parents see him as a child or their son yeah. or their daughter and uh, someone needs to see all of this. Yes. <clears throat> it has become a growing trend for schools to have a whole child approach. Yes. And I think since this has become the trend, uh, a lot more involvement from home has been required. Mm -hmm. But before we delve into that, we need to remember how schooling was. Um, yeah. You know, teachers taught. Parents were only required to follow up that homework was done. Yeah. End of story. And attend child, uh, parent teacher meeting once or twice exactly. a year. <laughs> you attend parent teacher meeting once or twice a year, you know, to understand, you know, is my child doing well? Is there anything I need to work on? How is my child's behavior? You know, yes. simple things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, wasn't, there wasn't much more. If we talk about Egypt, I always had this belief that 
children are very smart and they discover early on that the more time they spend on their homework, the more time their mom sits with them. And all of a sudden, uh, the quality time with mom, yes, is a, a, a tug of war to get the homework yeah. done. But sometimes that's the only time that the child actually sits with the parent. Okay. And I've seen it over the years that children who are less attentive in class have their parents spending more time with them because of the homework. And I used mm. to tell my parents that I said, you know, I have children. It's I've never sat to study with them, yeah. except if there's something that they really don't understand. And I remember my daughter uh, when she was in, in primary school coming and saying, Mommy, you're a head of department. You don't make worksheets for me. <laughs> you know, because her friends were all, you know, mommies were writing worksheets, getting things off the Internet. And it's a big thing. And I said, I'm your mom. I'm a teacher at school. Yes. But at home, I'm your mom. Is there something you don't understand? Go to your teacher. Yeah. And if you still have a problem, I'll help. But I'm not the person that you resort to first. Yes. And I've been like that with them. And when parents came, I said, you're taking over a role that you should not. Mm -hmm. And it becomes very stressful because children adjust to tuning out in class because yeah. I have someone at home who's because going to Because they have the extra support at home, yeah. And later on, that doesn't work. And yeah. so we turn to tutoring and it becomes, you know... It and that's again back to the, to the point we were making about accountability, making the children accountable for their own learning and yes. understanding that I have to do it. I have the support system within school and home exactly. to kind of hold me up and, and kind of clarify things for me. But... I need to take accountability for my own learning. Now, when we come to a child who is struggling at school, we go back to what you were talking about, the root cause. Yeah. So I always say, if a child is at risk, you know, achieved bad grades, it's one of three things. Yeah. Either there are gaps in learning, you know, he moved from one school to another, came, blah, blah, blah. So what we need to do, it's a school thing. Mm. I need to identify the points of weaknesses, and I need to put a program, an individualized educational program for this child to be able to fill in those gaps. Yes. He has no other problem. You know, yes. that's, that's it. Either, we, or, or actually, it could be something else altogether. It could yeah. be, no, the child has a problem. He has, uh, it could be a learning difficulty. It could be a... Uh, suffering from a trauma yes. that, uh, you know, is, is prohibiting him from achieving what he can. Yes. And starting here, this is where we say, okay, we need the parents' involvement. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we need to under identify what is the root cause. Yeah. Uh, that's where... Things get sticky. Mm -hmm. Parents uh, are very defensive. Yeah. And it's not always easy for them to admit problems, especially if they have more than one child. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, you know they can stay in denial for a while. And this is where it becomes difficult for the school as well because I can't help you if you don't help me. Yeah, and and that's and, where we talk about the mutual cooperation. Yes, yeah. because both sides need to work together for to be child. able to work for the child. But sometimes one side would want more from the other. So for example, um, you have a, a child who's a little bit hyper in class. You suddenly decide that the child has ADHD. No, yeah. he's just, you know, he's just an active child. He's just some, I mean, I can't sit still for a long time, but I can definitely focus, you yeah. know, but, but I get bored if I'm not stimulated. Children are the same, especially now, mm -hmm. you know, that they've got so much energy inside of them. True. So don't jump, you know, to the conclusion as a school that no, 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 you know, I have a hard time having your child in my class or he asks too many questions. He disrupts. He must have a learning difficulty. Yeah, that doesn't yeah, that's get him right. on medication and get him sedated. That's 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 <laughs> that's, that's that's not OK. Yeah. You know, uh, don't take the shortcut. Nor is it okay for a parent whose child is suffering, say, ah, you know, you guys don't know how to deal with my child. My child is perfectly fine at all, shows no aggression at all, never fights with anyone. You know, how can you say that my child is biting this or doing that or, you know, and or suffering from any behavior issue? And both sides forget that the core of their mission is ensuring the child's well being. Without on every level. trying to be defensive, <laughs> it's not my problem, it's yours, throwing mm -hmm. it at one another. And, and this is where, you know, if, if, when I look at, at my friends, at my family, uh, I believe that both sides have become a lot more impatient mm -hmm. and um, they misinterpret collaboration. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, and in a sense, having accountability yes. makes them uh, want to document everything. So, yeah. you know, every time the child leaves his chair, you find an email being sent home. Your child has been disruptive. Your child has been disruptive. We sent you five emails that your child has been disruptive. What do you want me to do? Yeah. And what have you done? Yes. You know, to, to help. And again, it's the same thing with the school. You know, uh, my child is not happy. Uh, my, the, the teacher is, is not giving enough attention to my child. How do you know? You know, don't believe everything your child says. Try to communicate your concerns in a manner that is not accusatory of the yeah. school and the teachers. You know, mm -hmm. we are both here for the child. As a school, my job is to serve the children. Yes. They're who we work for. They're your clients, not yes. <laughs> They're your priority. It's not a matter of client, Yanni. They're they the priority, are Yanni, but the reason, They're your they focus. They're the reason you are there. Simply mm -hmm. the children's well-being, the students. You serve them. You don't serve anyone else. You know, you work for them, for their well-being, for their better future. And it's the same thing with, with, with children suffering from different issues at home, you know, not being accepted by one of their parents or peer pressure or the loss of a grandparent or the loss of, you know, uh, someone dear or moving from too many schools. And uh, we have 
seen at school, different schools that I've been to, that a lot of the time parents refuse to accept that because they think it would make them bad parents. Yeah. And they don't understand that they can't. They haven't done everything they could. They can't, no one can do everything they can. Yeah. You know, children don't come with a catalog. Everyone is manufactured differently. You know, they have different <laughs> needs. They yeah, work differently, true. you know. So, and and you're their mom, you're their dad. They're, you're the very best mom for them. And he's the very best dad for them, as long as you're trying. But don't turn a blind eye because it will only backfire. And mm-hmm. the gap, and it usually is a gap in learning and in, in social Uh, acceptance with peers because aggression happens just grows and grows and grows Mm -hmm. and then there comes a point when you can't help uh, anymore so so again um, it's very important that a school is able to communicate in a way with parents that enables the parents to be better as parents, you're you're telling them what to do. You're not informing them. You're not blaming them. You are truly collaborating. You are trying to understand how that household operates and you're not judging. Yes. Because one of one of the, the, the things that I learned, um, one of the things I used to do was, was work as an evaluator accrediting schools. And mm-hmm. I remember the very first time I went to a school, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm comparing, I'm not supposed to, but, you know, in yeah. the back of my mind, I'm comparing the schools I've been to with the school mm-hmm. there, you know, and, and you have a standard that you're trying to look for. And I remember the lead evaluator saying, Russia, you ask yourself this. Is it working for them? Yes. Now, if it's working for them, where does it put it in this rubric? Mm -hmm. Don't compare to you or to what you have in mind. And it's the same thing with, with, with the school. How is this household? Each household is unique and different. Each household has different ways of approaching things. Mm. Is it working for them with their circumstances you know don't ask for something that they cannot do and if you have to you have to explain why yeah but don't just give uh, directives yes and i think that uh, that this is very important i really believe um, all schools need to look into uh, the this this relationship and i also believe that parents need to have more trust yes. in the schools that they take their children to and not question each and every uh, minute action. Because again, this is something else. A lot mm-hmm. of moms, uh, you know, they're on Facebook, they hear this, 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 that about whatever school <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, everyone, everyone is an expert and everyone uh, knows, you know, how a school should be run or how uh, uh, an English class should be taught or, you know, how a letter should be set, you know, anything, you know. know what, the you, mommy you have it all. that, that oh, <laughs> drive yes. people crazy. Oh, yes. They, they drive me crazy, believe me. <laughs> I'm not afraid <laughs> to say that. Oh, my God. You know, sometimes it's like, no. <laughs> 
I have been doing this for 23 years. I have a degree and I really do read. <laughs> so I, I'm learning, but that is wrong. <laughs> you know, yes. I mean, simple things like my, my son doesn't have enough homework. You know, he only has half an hour and then he has nothing to do. I need to keep him busy. You keep him busy because that's his time with you at home, not doing worksheets, repeating the yes. same thing. Okay. No, no, no. He needs extra practice. He needs extra. That's the kind of, of, yeah. of uh, thing that we, you know, we face. So again, I just believe that um, both sides need to be more understanding of one another, be very, they need to pinpoint exactly what they need from the other side. And, and, that, and parents, that's the part, yeah. yeah. And parents expectations, need- Russia. Yes, I think, yes, I think, yes. And this applies to all types of relationships. Um, whether you're talking, you know, romantic relationships, marriages, friendships, family, um, it is about expectations. It's about setting and managing the expectations of each other. And that goes back again to communication and being open yes. and clear and, and um, consistent as well. And also making sure you're transparent. And these are all the fundamentals of communication, but more importantly, these form the expectations so i'm not expecting you as a school to do something and you're not expecting me as you know the home to do something and and it's the tug of war and the child is in the middle and exactly. that's that's the part that again as you said the focus is we all serve our our the children because they're the focus and we want a better tomorrow for them and we that's want very true but i think we also and this is something that I had to, again, maybe it's part ego, it's part expectations, that I had to extract my own reflections on my education process on our son. You know, yeah. I expected him to do this and that and to, you know, and to get these grades and to be have this attitude or to study in that way or to... And I, I had to stop myself because my husband and I are very different in the way we approach education. Um, I'm a nerd. I, I only started admitting I'm a nerd two years ago. I started saying I'm a nerd. I'm proud of it. <laughs> First was like, you know, nerd and proud. Shy. Exactly. I'm like nerd power now. Uh, my husband's not like that. He uses his smart cells to, you know, get what needs to be to be done. Um, and our son is a kind of in the middle. But I put my standards up that I'm like, I expected him. How can he not be like me? You know, how can he not perform yeah, yeah. like me? And that is a part that we have to be very aware that the way we were raised, the way we were educated is completely irrelevant now. Why do you have a B plus and not an A? Why is exactly. it an A minus and not an A plus? <laughs> well, that, that is it, you know, you, you, and again, it is very culture oriented. It is very yes, yes, technology oriented. Yes. And as you said earlier, kids now have so many more inputs and so many distractions that it is difficult for them to to get focused and not because there's something wrong with them it's just because that is life for us tv actually switched on and off i mean there were like programming yes. times when we were there yes. so yes. we we didn't have there that was many nothing to watch except from six to eight remember exactly. and it was from six to seven were cartoons yes. seven to eight was that series and that was it <laughs> and i was telling my son i was telling him like you know i had pen pals where we write yes. letters <laughs> wait for a month for him he's 
he's connected to his friends on WhatsApp and on phone and on PlayStation and exactly. through apps of the PlayStation that they can still chat together. And I'm like, oh my God, they're, they're over-connected. They're yes. under-social. <laughs> yes. And, yes. And these Physically. are all things that we have to, I think, again, be non-judgmental when we are talking and, and thinking of our kids, but more importantly, hold the space for them to grow into who they are and who they are going to be rather than still trying to self-project onto them our expectations and, and who we want them to be. And yes. as, as you started with the first episode, and, um, and that's something I tell our son all the time, be the best version of yourself that you can. And every day when I take him to school or whenever, you know, it is, I said, make yourself proud today. Because when you make yourself proud, you make us proud, you make your teachers proud, you make your friends proud. But more importantly, you have to be proud. And it's not about getting A's. It's not about excelling. It's about making sure that you put in the best effort that you could. Exactly. exactly. And I think these are the fundamentals. And it's perfectly okay to make mistakes. Yes. That's the only way we learn. Yes. By making mistakes. True. That's very true. That's very true. Well, as always, I, I love these uncharted discussions because we can we get into topics that we can talk about forever, but um, we uh, I've taken enough of your time. So thank you so much for thank this. Thank you for inviting me. Truly, truly, thank, thank you. you. It was enriching. And um, I think now we kept saying since the lockdown, we kept saying, I appreciate teachers a lot more now. <laughs> I appreciate Not it. easy. Not easy. <laughs> you know, the decision to have it, keep a school exactly. open the next day, you know, and you're like, Hopefully, you know, everyone's going to be fine. Everyone's going to have yeah. their masks on, you know, exactly. no one's going to get sick. <laughs> no, I, I know that, um, I know that this is a very noble mission and I know you, you really have to extract your ego out of it to be able to provide the best service that you can for the children, because you, as much as parents do, but you also have a huge impact on shaping who they are and their personalities and who they, you know, grow up to be. And uh, we've all had our experiences with the lovely teachers and with the not so lovely teachers. <laughs> yeah, you know, you learn what to not do. <laughs> exactly. But um, so thank you. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you very uh, much. For and thank you for being the first educator in, in terms of literally <laughs> any education on the podcast. So you're first to. Um, I love you. this. Um, as always, Empowered You empowers others. The empowered version of you is one that holds the space, is one that um, has no judgment and passes no judgment and is one that um, really becomes the best version of themselves possible tomorrow than they were today and after tomorrow than they are tomorrow and hold the space for the children to have that path too. Thank you very much. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all. Thank you for listening to the Empowered to Grow podcast. For further engagement with a tribe of empowered women, join my Facebook group, Empowered to Grow, or visit my website, www.hananelbasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that empowered you empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.